It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryson. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey. Hey. And the man that LL Cool J once called the Mac Daddy of Mayhem in a dream I once had. It's Murray. What is up? Hello, Murray. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, this week on the podcast, we talk about four movies we saw in theaters, including our undoubted Christopher Nolan's Big Thing, what's coming out next week in cinemas, if anything, but I have a feeling there is, some streaming, Open Rage, Merman Minute, The List, Rage or Dare, then we sign off and rewatch Tenant 20 more times in theaters and pray it never ends until next week. So before we talk about what we're doing, we just got to do another public service announcement for all the horror podcast event in October. So please stay tuned to that. Please check out scaresthatcare.org, which is the charity that will be supported by this fantastic organization. You can check out all the horror18.wixsite.com forward slash event or on Instagram and Twitter at all the horror 18 film rage will be part of this as will be a lot of other amazing podcasters so check it out and get ready for october which is going to be scary okay well what did we see in theaters last week i don't remember i remember Everything. It all just blended together. <laughs> Big <Wow>. massive movie. <laughs> Four really, solid movies. There was time travels in one at least one of them. In every one of them. <laughs> That's right, every Maybe. one of them. <laughs> oh, most of them. Actually all of them. <laughs> no, in a way. I it was know. a time travel weekend. It was indeed. All right, so first we're going to cover uh, the one that the whole world's been waiting for. Yes, yes, yes. Tenet. 2020, Mr. Christopher Nolan wrote and direct this one. Ah, Tenet is a movie that only Christopher Nolan could write and direct. It is a story that is literally simultaneously moving forwards and backwards at the same time. It folds over top of itself many times as you definitely need to be patient as there's nothing here that would resemble traditional storytelling. Ah, there's nothing linear here at all. It is a high-concept film that bent both time and my mind. There are some scenes early on in the film that don't make a ton of sense, but eventually make more sense as the film overlaps itself (laughs) in the final act. And you watch them over Uh, and over again. The images I was bombarded with combined with the constant intense thought that it took to try and understand what I was watching was exhausting to say the least. The actors involved here are all at their best with standout performances from John David Washington, who proved with this venture that he can carry a movie as the lead with ease. And Robert Pattinson proves once again that he's among among the elite actors working today. He conveyed a casual confidence in this film that was an absolute delight to witness. So here's the deal. This was a super impressive film visually. It had tremendous performances. It was definitely thought provoking. And although it was hard, a hard film to follow, I feel that that that, that, that I can't talk. Exactly, I feel that was the intent. If That's you're, what, 
Nolan does to your mind. That's what he does. If you are looking to be spoon-fed a plot or are uncomfortable being unsure of what is going on in a film, then you should probably avoid this. However, I do not fit that description, and I'm willing to go on a ride with no guarantees of a definitive resolution. I enjoy the fact that I watched this film four days ago, and I'm still thinking about it. I'm still trying to put the puzzle of Tenet together. This was a movie that I may never fully understand, and I'm okay with that. The one thing that I'm 100% sure, however, is that Tenet was Mondo. That's the only 100% thing you're sure of? In the whole world, in the history of my being, I'm only 100% guaranteeing uh, <laughs> positive? Positive, positive about one thing. Tenet was Mondo. Wouldn't that also 100% mean that Christopher Nolan is 100% undoubted? That's what it would mean, if, uh, especially if you agree, Jim. Uh, well, Murray has to also at least not give it a Unless rage. I just so, like to rage. That's you right. If he rages about Christopher Nolan. All right, well, here's my take on Tenet. Christopher Nolan is a god among men. Yes. If you thought Inception, Terminator, or Bill and Ted were complex time-traveling experiences, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, you haven't. This has explosive time-bending mindfuckery to the maximum. It takes you forward and backwards in time so many times you would think you just spent two solid hours on the swings at the old drive-in going back and forth and back and forth until you puke your diet Pepsi out your nose, nice. landing on the kernels that you had left behind. The, this latest offering from Chris, as I want to now start to call him, just Chris, <laughs> Yeah, is beyond you, you guys are buddies. Is my, he's my buddy in my mind. Is beyond measure to anything ever created and will go down as one of the movies people will have to see over and over and over to make sure they got everything it had to offer. Only fault, and not even sure it was the movie's fault as we were watching this, or if it was the cinema itself, but the sound mix I found terrible where we saw it. I'm not sure if you felt the same way. Uh, I didn't find the them. same in my theater. Was it? You couldn't the hear music, what the hell they were saying yeah, the, the, the time. The, the, the voices. Sometimes, sometimes the music drowned out some Yeah, stuff. so I didn't. I did not like the sound mix. That was the only thing that, that really kind of got to me. So I kind of want to see maybe in a different theater where, which is fine by me, seeing in a theater where it maybe has like a better surround or something like that to see. I'm not sure if anyone saw Navy X or No, I whatever. didn't, but... Yeah, if you want to pay 20 bucks, go ahead and see Navy X. But I don't know if it would be I any might just I just that. might do that, too. Yeah, I might do that, too. Maybe we'll do it this weekend. Well, well. worth it. Um, it was... Hmm. John David Washington, I just want to sort of a, somewhat agree with you, is a star. And Absolutely. I can't really Absolutely. wait to see what he does next. Yep. I'm trying to remember what the last film was. It Black Klansman was he in? Ah, uh, he was in, he was in Black Klansman, but he yeah. was a smaller part. It was small. He was still one of the principals for sure. But yeah, he was he was and he was very good. He's very good in everything. He does, yeah, but. it's 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 one of those things. I'm sure Murray's looking it up, but he's what yeah. else he's done? But this gets an undoubted Christopher Nolan for life. One word to sum up was motherfucking intense. Yes, it was. And that motherfucking is silent 
but intense is not. Yes, it, it was MFN intense. Intense. It was like from moment one, I felt like I was at a um, a Hitman show where the music starts and it's just like, and it just was like, as you're going forward, it's like, I don't know where to stop the intensity. It just keeps going and going and going. And I loved every single second of it. Mur, what'd you think? Well, it may come as a bit of a surprise, but I did not enjoy it as much as you two did. What? I know. And I have to disagree with you on two points. Uh-oh. First one is, for two-thirds of the movie, it actually was a very linear movie. I was enjoying a lot because it was a spy thriller. Kenneth Branagh, although he recycled the same character from Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruits, mm-hmm. it was the exact same character, just he was more sinister this time because he actually, like, physically abuses his wife, which he didn't do in the other one. Uh, but he is always awesome. He should be undoubted if he's not already. Um, and the other thing was, is... Uh, he, he made the Orient Express movie. So yeah, no, he did. Yeah, well, that, can't. that was a rage. That was a solid rage. I didn't mind that, but you're digressing. But We're just uh, waiting for your second point. I can't remember what the second point was. I was disagreeing so with you. On time travel, saying. you didn't think it was his back and forth? Um, yeah, no, like two-thirds of the movie when it was there was just a spy thriller, I was totally into it. Yeah. And the last 45 minutes, uh, yeah, it lost me. I just, I could care less. You could care less or it was just getting more complex? It just, it, it made no sense. It was stupid. It made no sense. Hmm. Uh, however, I, I will say, I, I will, uh, you know, put into the... You're, you're guessing. I will not give it a rage. There we go. Oh, because thank God. Thank God. Christopher Nolan is thank still... Thank God. He's still one of the most amazing film directors ever. And his visuals... The fact he crashed a plane. He crashed an actual plane. He, yep. There's no CGI. He crashed a plane into a building. <laughs> yes, he did. And he's also a director who refuses to do 3D, which I highly respect him for as well. I do too. But yes, yeah. two-thirds of the movie I enjoyed very much. Uh, I thought most of the cast was okay. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was my favorite, and Robert Pattinson, he was... He, he was, was awesome. He was motherfucking great. But yeah, I, I'm simply giving it a mess. And yeah, it just... Eh. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Christopher Nolan, or Chris, is still undoubted. Christopher to me. Chris, Chris to, to Jim. Me. All right, well, let's talk about some mutants. The New Mutants? How about New Mutants? All right. High School Mutant Cal is what I want to call this, minus the music. High School Mutant Mutant Cal. Like High School Musical, but it's High School Mutant Cal. Is there a cow in it? Cal. He's being funny. Music Cal. Mutant Cal. High School Musical. High School Mutant Cal. He's being punny. Minus the music. I didn't understand. This was everything I thought it would be. Cool teenage mutants being stereotyped. Everything was predictable and no surprises. Some cool dream creatures and love some of the kids. Maisie, Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Heaton, all upcoming stars were all great in their roles. Dialogue was not great and not enough pizzazz for the story. But I'm a little bit of a sucker for mutant films with superpowers. Ideally, I should have probably raged, but because I love these meddling kids, and if it wasn't for them, I might have got away with it. But it isn't a rage. It's just a meh for me. 
Hmm. Keeping in mind, I just want to put as a preface that of all superhero films, as much as I love DC over Marvel for the most part, my favorite is always mutants. I just have a weakness for mutants. Maybe it's because I feel I'm a mutant, so I, you know, my hmm. superpowers are not always evident. I see. All right, what'd you think? Uh, was that a giant wolf they were battling at the end? It yeah. Was a bear. Oh, okay. It was a bear. Okay. I don't bear even, wolf. It was her spirit bear. It was her spirit right. bear. Okay. It looked silly. Because she's Native American. It was CGI. And and what yes. was with the lesbian side story? That I seemed, love that. That seems shoehorned into the script. Maybe. The effects were overall not terrific. Although I did like the smiley man. Yeah, uh, they were great. They were great. Yeah. This was a movie that was about these young mutants discovering their powers, and I was actually amazed that they all have the same power. They all have the power to bore me. I really did not like this movie. Rage. Well, one of, some of their powers were stronger than others, though. So they were different yeah. levels of mutant powers. Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, yeah the, the strongest power was their some power to bore me. Others. <laughs> okay, Murray, what'd you think? Because you saw this one too, right? Uh, I did. And, and you're a big MCU guy? Uh, I am a big superhero guy. Yeah. I grew up with DC more than MCU. And yeah, the X-Men have kind of lost their luster over the years. Um, and this, I don't know, I feel like it was trying to be Logan, but it just, there was too much teen angst and just Logan? not, because it was, in case you forgot, that movie had a bunch of young well, it kind of had well. one, yeah, and it was mostly yeah. Logan. But they were kids. But, but no, but it was, yeah, it was about, it was, his name was on it, but kids at the end it was it. him passing the torch to the young kids who were all mutants. Yeah, but no one was, no one was passing, passing the any torch torches anyway, here. that's what I said. It tried to, but it wasn't. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> okay, so what'd you think? Did you love it? Um, Hate I, it? Well, I wasn't going to give it a Mondo. I mean, it was, it was okay for a superhero movie. Like I said, it was too much... Teenage angst and not enough mutiny. Good stuff. <laughs> you thought they should be okay, but should they have been more making out? You think if they're going to go that way? No, just, I don't know. They should have had every side story that didn't even go anywhere. Well, the one guy had kind of made out with the girl in his mind in I the felt pool. Sorry for Remember the one that guy who didn't have one to make out with? Yeah, what was wrong? maybe he was kind of hot. He was like Van Halen. He was hot for teacher. Sure. He got it bad. He got, got it bad. Got, got it bad. bad. He's, He's half, half a teacher. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a myth for me. It was so it was two okay. mans in a rage. Mutants. Rage. I don't know if the mutants are going to make it to a second movie. Well, I be- hope if, not. If you want a little backstory, secret. This, this was basically they burned it off because this is the last one that Fox had the rights to. Oh, so now that I think it, I think it's been sitting on the shelf for about two, two years. Two years, yeah. yeah. So now that Disney owns the rights to the X Men, they'll be more Other kid, kid friendly, and they're probably going to recast. Uh, right. It's going to be worse. At least we had some I hope good they, old fashioned lesbian love. In I hope times. I hope they sing in the new ones too. I hope I'm they, sure they will. It'll be excellent, oh, so they can make a theme park ride out of it. Oh, they will. The mutant cow. It will be the actual high school mutant cow. Yeah, that still doesn't work for me. I don't understand. Well, like you just predicted it. It's going to happen now. Well, there you go. So what else did we see? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) Uh, I can almost see the theme music right now. 
Okay, so let's move on from the New Mutants because it's really not worth talking about <laughs> as much as we did. Well, you did rage over it. Usually you like to talk about raging. I do, but honestly, uh, whatever. It's we're still talking time. about it for some reason. <laughs> so we're moving on now. We also saw You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Uh, I saw it at least. I'm not sure. If, if I did see you it. You did see it as I well? I didn't see it in the drive-in though. All right. So after watching the trailer, so uh, uh, yeah, I'll... <laughs> After watching the trailer for this one, I can honestly say that I was looking forward to it. In a nutshell, this was about David Arquette deciding to, to return to professional wrestling after an embarrassing and career-damaging stint in World Championship Wrestling in the year 2000. His involvement in pro wrestling managed to simultaneously piss off wrestling fans and stall his acting career. Fast forward 18 years later, and he decides he is going to become a pro wrestler again. But this time, he's going to take it seriously. Uh, the doc shows his journey as he tries to gain the respect of fans and wrestlers alike. Now, as you watch this, there are many excerpts that are obviously staged to a certain degree. And in some cases, I would suggest that they were actually scripted. Now, if this was a regular documentary, I would be pretty pissed about that. But this was a doc about wrestling. <laughs> and because of that, I was okay with the obviously predetermined scenes, just like I would be okay with the predetermined outcome of a wrestling match. It was almost fitting that some of this was scripted. Having said that, almost everything in this worked. The attempts at humor were funny, the heartwarming stuff was heartwarming, and the one thing that was definitely not scripted was the fact that David Arquette worked his ass off to get to the point where he actually did gain the respect of not only the wrestlers, but also the wrestling fans, which, which is a tough sell. And he gained himself a six-pack. He did that, too. Along the way, we got some shocking footage of after-effects of matches, which included some fairly amusing visits with doctors. It also included the aftermath of a death match that he had, where he legit could have died as he took a broken piece of glass to the neck and was hemorrhaging blood at an alarming rate. He actually got back into the ring and took the pinfall before bolting out of the ring to get to the ER, you know, before he bled to death. That was not staged. Uh, this was a tale of redemption, and it was hard not to root for David as you saw how seriously he started to take this journey. Plain and simple, I had a very good time watching this and gained a ton of respect for David Arquette. As you could see, he was genuinely trying to right a wrong from the past. Not only did he succeed, but he managed to make a film that was Mondo. Hmm. Murray, did you see this? No. So No interest in it. So you cannot kill... David Arquette, and they did try. They did. So I love David Arquette, but I am not a fan of wrestling. The fact he called it a sport is, to me, a joke in itself. Are there people who are fit that do this? Absolutely, yes. But if the script is planned out and written, it is not a sport. Stick to killing spiders and playing Dewey. Glad you stopped drinking and got healthy. For that, you get a man. Wow. Well, that was short and concise. <laughs> it was short and concise. I, I There was you parts of this you movie I did like. You know what? I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I just didn't love it. And maybe if I was a fan of wrestling, I there was just I, too much wrestling. No, I didn't, it wouldn't have helped. There was too much you wrestling. You didn't even see it. He knows. He could tell by the commercial. Did you see his other movie? What other movie? The yeah. one he actually made about being a wrestler? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ready to rumble? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. 
And was it good? No, it was freaking horrible. But I don't know. Oh, why. that's I don't why. Know, I don't know why you're comparing the two. <laughs> they have nothing well, to do. With nothing each to other. do with each other. I did. That was twenty years ago, man. So, uh, the here's the thing. I I did. I was kind of rooting for David Arquette. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Actually, I do like him as an actor. I found through the journey that he was taking, I didn't like him anymore because he was... Really? Yeah, no, I didn't. I thought... I didn't think it shone him in a great light. To go from where he was to where he he got to in the end. Yeah, but... Whether whether you're a wrestling fan or not, you could see where he was to where he got. Yeah. And that was was an an exciting journey. It was, was but you got to remember there was... I mean, he's got two little kids. Yeah. And he almost died like five times doing that. Like, he... I get, the thing I, I, that gets me is when people have this ego, like it's kind of like he asks his wife. There's a point in the movie where she goes, yeah, you didn't even ask my opinion. You just did it. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I mean, so to me as a father and a spouse is like, yeah, I get it. We wouldn't have seen the movie if that didn't all happen. And am I glad he got healthy? Yes. But as I'm watching the movie, I'm going like, the guy is not a great dad and he's not a great husband. And to me, it was kind of like you just basically needed to prove something to yourself, put your life at risk, and at the same time... But here's the thing. He was going through bouts of depression and all that, and I think this all helped with it, and I think in the end, that makes it'll make him a better dad and a better husband. I don't know if it will. I think it absolutely will because he, he actually achieved this goal that he had, and he hasn't achieved a whole lot of goals lately. So I think that your argument there is bubkus. I don't know. He could have died. He almost died. I don't know. He almost died. He so. almost, yeah, he did almost die. But in the end, he, he was didn't? stronger for oh, it. Oh, I get it. Because you he didn't. You can't kill David, David Arquette. Arquette. Apparently, that's the truth of this story. Mm-hmm. It was a man. It was, I, it I was didn't a love to- it. Was Maybe a if I was at the drive-in, I might have liked it better. It was, it was a really good time. At the drive-in. I think no matter where you were. but No, because I was at home and I didn't have the same entertainment value. Yeah, but you're kind of a schmo. Sometimes, yeah. I agree with it 100%. Anyways, let's move on. A man, a mondo. Okay, well, the moment I think all of us were waiting for for years finally came. Sure did. Because Bill and Ted finally faced the music. For about half the movie. Bill and Ted be excellent to each other and party on. It's good advice. This started at an 11 and only went up from there. <laughs> Whatever. Nostalgia can take you so far, and then you got to let Wild Stallion's 2020 reunion do the rest. Mm-hmm. Was this stupid? Yes. Yes. But were the original Bill and Ted stupid? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting anything that wasn't going to be stupid. Of course not. This is a feel-good movie that COVID needed. And who better to save the world for another time but John Wick, a.k.a. Ted Theodore Logan, and his totally awesome life mate, Bill. These two both continue to bring the comedy gold. Dave Grohl, most of the original cast, music by Weezer to take us out. What more could you ask for? This was a fun romp through space and time, through hell and back. But I couldn't give it a mondo. This gets a Dennis the Dancing Robot and Space Nostalgia high math for me. And that's fair. (laughs) 
Bardo, didn't it? I kind of did. I'm like, you just can't. As much as I you couldn't. love Bill and Ted, I do. And we all do. I you like death the best. You Let's face it. Death oh, is wow. by he's far the best. Awesome. He's always my favorite. Yeah. And I, I love I Bill. I wish and I could get his album where. <laughs> I know, right? That bass album sounds awesome. It does. And I did like the prison scene. But who doesn't like prison scenes? I don't really like prison God, scenes. I love prison scenes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I say let's start with the good. They stayed true to the Bill and Ted characters, and there were more than a few laughs. Nostalgia takes over with these characters, and you find yourself enjoying the movie, even though you know that what you're watching is not very good. <laughs> the bad. What it comes down and to... Everything else. <laughs> pretty much. What it comes down to is if you are going to have a Bill and Ted movie, then there should be more Bill and Ted. Keanu and, Keanu and Alex were very funny, but the overall concept of this just didn't work. There were too many scenes that did not involve our two leads, which sort of stalled the film. The side story with Bill and Ted's daughters was not terrific. The climax of the film was super pre predictable, which can be forgiven if it's well executed, but it wasn't. It was just a major letdown. One of the more anticlimactic endings I have seen in a while. Still, I love seeing my old friends, Bill and Ted. I just wish they could have been in a better movie. If I did not love these characters so much, this would have been a rage. But let's be serious. How could I possibly give Bill and Ted a rage? Bill and Ted face the music was meh. Especially the fact, even though that our Bill and Ted, as they traveled through time and space, got to meet a bunch of dick Bill and Ted through the whole movie. They did. <laughs> Merman, what'd you think? Well, I'm definitely somewhere in the middle there. Um... Again, the first two Bill and Ted's, they were just okay for me. I wasn't as excited as you would have been to see this. Uh, I do like Keanu. Um, Alex is he's aged a little bit. Yeah. Since, uh, Keanu still has his awesome complexion, but Alex is definitely showing his age. <laughs> uh, I had some issues with some of the casting, uh, with the exception of the two of them and Death. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, the... George Carlin's daughter. <laughs> I love her, though. I don't like She's her. She's awesome. I hate her and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, I love her. I absolutely hate her and everything. She uh, is just annoying to me. Everything. Uh, She's the voice of Louise on Bob's Burgers. I know. Don't watch it. Don't care. <laughs> uh, you should watch it. I believe she was also care. on that Last Man on Earth stupid yeah, show. Yeah, that show was, was awesome, too. Which was also stupid. She's Flight just, of the Concord. She's, she's just, she's horrible. She is she's horrible, not, and she put she me is, off the whole movie. She's Mondo. She's super and Mondo. And uh, the what the the wife of George Carlin is basically probably one of the actresses that I despise the most in the history of acting. Oh yeah, who? What else has she been in? She was on Two and a Half Men. She played their mother. Oh yeah, that's right. And she's just, she's, ugh, she can't. She's not very likable in anything he's ever done. I don't know <laughs> what it. What is a Two and a Half Men? It's a movie stuff. Anyway, it, it's a TV thing. Oh. But uh, yeah, I just and them jumping like I, I had no problem with them having their daughters do it instead of them. Yep, it's just they're jumped around too much, and some of the people that they picked out of history, it's like, okay, who the hell is this? Yeah, but they didn't explain who the hell it was. Like the drummer, the, the drummer from like BC forty six hundred BC. That's yeah, I, yeah. The whole the whole story with the like, with the kids I, was not I, good. It like started the, off the good. Like they first they had. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, like yes, absolutely. You're gonna have a band. You get one of the best guitars ever. Yeah, man. 
Then you went back and you got Louis Armstrong. I, I like, had yes, absolutely. Uh, and even was it Mozart? Mozart, yeah. baby. Yeah, they should have just stopped there because after that, it's like, who the hell are you You're going all through time? No, and this, the, the, the Chinese person. I don't know what the hell that was. They're no, awesome. No idea who that was. No idea who that was. That's the point. At least the first movie, I recognized all the historical figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one, I had no idea who any of them were. So they, the, first the two that they pulled in, you didn't know. Really and they good. just, they, I didn't feel they were necessary. Like, to do this all. But then it only would have been three people. Universal song. But you might have been happier by that too, because apparently you didn't like that part of the story either. No, I didn't. I didn't like that part of the story because well, it was there, poorly. There are a lot better drummers than that girl from the BC times too. There's been great drummers in the history of music. Could have pulled any of them out. John Bonham, yeah. Buddy Rich, anybody. But anyway, um, yeah, the story, of course, was stupid. But I mean, I expected it to be stupid. Yeah. I had some. I was had some laughs, but just way too many Bill and Ted's. Did you? Did too you much rage? Jump, too much jumping. Or was it a man? I, I would never rage against Bill and Ted. Not a boy. That's what we it, wanted it to was hear. Definitely a man. But yeah, three mess people. It was too much Bill and Ted. It's a themselves. It's a mafecta. Bill and Med. Meh. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Meh times three. All right. All right, well, what are we seeing next weekend? There's oh, yeah. only two options that we haven't seen. I finally got through that. Wow. Well, you've got them in front of you, so tell me what they are, Jim. We're seeing oh, yeah, the, the personal history of David, of David Copperfield. Copperfield. Right. So I don't really know a lot about this. How disappointed to find out it was not the magician. Yeah, it's not. If it was a movie about his life, I would totally go see it. I would run for the hills if it was a movie about his life. Why on earth would I want to see that? This is a Charles Dickens Yeah, it's a modern take on the Charles Dickens classic tale of a young orphan who is able to triumph over many obstacles. And it's got Dev Patel, who we need him to keep making Mondos. So let's hope this one does. I'm looking forward to it. And Hugh Laurie... And our favorite girl, Tilda Swinton's in it. Tilda Swinton, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. That all sounds solid. I know. All right. Okay, that's one. And? And the other one is Alive. Alive. Which looks terrible, but it could be bad terrible. It could be. Or it could just be awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Or it could be awful. It's going to be aw-something. Uh, it's going to be either awful or awesome. I don't think there's going to be anywhere in between. No. We're either raging or we're mondoing we're this mondoing one. We're mondoing this one. Because <laughs> the, co- the commercial looks kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. It looks all right. We're looking forward to both of them, though. Yeah. Let's face it. There's a lot at stake here. Dev Patel needs another mondo. And we haven't raged at the theaters for a Seems like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> <laughs> like a really good rage. So I'm, I'm gonna be happy either way. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, let's dance. Streaming, motherfucking streaming. We've been just streaming, and Bryce, we did what? Streaming. Murray, what did you do on the weekend? Did you do some streaming? Not streaming. All right. So, uh, last week we, uh, even though we went to the theater a 
many, many times. Four times. We managed to stream a couple of movies, too. We did. First off, we've got 1BR. <laughs> Bowel movement? Which I believe is one bedroom. I think you're right. I think I just might be. Uh, we streamed this on Netflix. Uh, it is from officially from 2019, although we're just seeing it for the first time. Uh, a young lady moves into an apartment complex and soon learns that things may not be what they seem. What? The first 25 minutes or so were pretty bland. But then after that, things definitely pick up. Some rather unpleasant things start to happen around that point. It is def- It definitely has a this-could-really-happen tone about it. That makes this film rather tense. The performances were all solid. The creepiness of the characters added to the overall anxiety throughout. I was not a huge fan of the ending. Do not want to give too many spoilers away, although as you watch, a lot of it was fairly predictable. Mm-hmm. Overall, didn't mind this movie. It was meh. Okay. So, here's my take on 1BR. Yes. Or bedroom. 1BR. Burr. Low budget, little kidnapped Diddy mm-hmm. was mm, okay. Yep. I liked a few things about it, like baked kitty Alaska <laughs> and the Jesus nailed into the wall process of adherence. Mm-hmm. But there were some holes in the plot that I was having troubles getting around. Understanding what exactly her purpose was. Pretty easy, um, but not sure I understood why it was all happening to begin with. No real purpose for the cult to exist other than this is a better way of life. Also, why after she rips her hands away in defiance, did they say she was ready? It seemed more like that would be a bad thing for her to want to be. Like, I would have thought they would have needed her to be completely broken at that point. But yeah. she she pulled her hands away well, and like, okay, you're okay now. And that's the whole thing. She wasn't completely broken no. and still had some defiance I know. In that's her, so. I wouldn't have thought they wouldn't have wanted her that way. Yeah. Also, what was everybody's jobs? Like, nobody worked in this. How yep, are they supporting they, to eat? They showed one guy leave the oh, building. Oh, one guy had a said, job. She was so shocked to see him leave the building. They're like, yeah, of course he can leave the building. You know, he's got he's a job. He's got a job. He's the only one with a job. I don't know. They, I think- they all seem to be there all the time, except for that one guy. How did they support the group with food and bondage equipment? Like it or maybe like the concept a little. Uh, but the final execution was not fully realized. Good low-budget attempt for a first effort by David Marmer, All the right. director. It was his first feature film. That's cool. So gets uh, hoping for better, but good enough on their first feature, low meh for me. Yeah, I think we agree. Yeah. So we also saw The Shed. On Shutter. On Shutter. And just so everybody who's keeping track realizes... Shutter went on a string of awesome. They did. And then they went on a string of shit. They have. And so I'm just telling everybody that before we talk about the shed. And did and, and did the tide change, Jim? Well, Are they you're going to have to wait awesome? and find out. You're really going to have to wait and find out. I know what I think. The trailer on this yeah. was awesome. It was. It made me want to watch it. I was like, I know. Dude, we're totally watching the shed. And that's all I really want to say. No, okay. So the dialogue and acting from start of film was ugh, 
super predictable teenage angst drivel. I was upset to start, but anxiously awaiting the bloodshed about to appear from the darkness. I was patiently waiting. There was some bloodshed. And waiting. And waiting. There was some gore. Come on, bloodshed. Come on, bloodshed. A little bit Come gore. on, bloodshed. Gore was, gore was good. I love a good damaged kid whose parents dies and gets bullied revenge vampire story. Who doesn't? In fact, it's one of my third or fourth favorite subgenres of revenge vampire films. <laughs> Sibhan Fallen Hogan, who plays the sheriff, is one of my favorite character actors of all times. Really? I was so She's excited right. to see her in this movie. The music was... Mm, that is what I want to say. It was like one guy who wrote all the songs and they were all just kind of eh. that. It was all right. That was that. Okay, so before I go and finish this. Yes. Sibon Fallen Hogan, if you don't, for those of you who are not, don't know who she is, she was in the original Men in Black. Yep. And her big line in that movie, which I still repeat to this day, Sugar Water. Water, sugar water because right. her husband was the fly guy that was yeah. Johnny Knoxville right 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 <laughs> sugar water sugar water that's literally the best thing she's ever said I love her so much Murray, you remember sugar water uh, yeah you're mixing your movies up though no that was her Bitman and Black yeah but Johnny Knoxville wasn't the second one. oh he looked yeah that's right Vincent D'Onofrio was yeah the they kind of looked like Johnny Knoxville so what, she, did, she did the voice of him? no no she was the she was the wife of oh okay yeah. the yeah. wife okay because he just wanted sugar yeah. water yeah. sugar sugar yeah, water okay. Her voice alone just makes me hair, laugh. Yeah, I loved her. I loved when she was going off. Anyway, sorry. Everything was pretty subpar, but damn, I got a weakness for revenge in all its many forms. Just not that much weakness. I so wanted it to be better. Like the idea of this, but it was, it was just so much bad for the amount of good it provided. It Did like good. the crazed revenge of Dahmer. And he and he knew how to get business done, son. But otherwise, was an unsatisfied blood orgy that never happened. Rage. Best line. Oh, Be- rage. better, bitch. Wow, rage. It was. Wow, <laughs> rage. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Is this a mondo for you? No, it's not a mondo. <laughs> not a rage though. It was a pretty big rage for me. Yeah, but I just don't understand why the vampire in the shed would be trapped in there. I, mean, I don't either. At one point, he breaks through the door and grabs our protagonist. So, like, you know, why can't he just break through the door and through leave? any or the wall or whatever? Because <laughs> he was there for like a couple nights. I don't even. I can't be Without the door being yeah. locked, he yeah. was there. Well, no, it was locked when he overnight. But you know, I didn't understand why he just could. I mean, he's in a shed, so I'm sure there's plenty of tools that could break him out of a wooden. shed shed as well don't try and put logic into this movie all right so yeah like like the first night i'm confused why he stayed there and this is all i could think about the entire movie so i'm just sitting there and the movie's going on and i'm like oh, why, why is he why just, is he just not leaving just, i know you know it's night he's just, a superhero vampire just, just leave yeah <laughs> or dig simple. a hole under it it's a shed so yeah <laughs> what I, they like being in the earth having said that i mean a lot of the effects were they were pretty cool um, the gore was well shot. It should have been more of it, but there, you know, it was all pretty cool too. Looked good. Uh, still not a few, huge fan of this one. I didn't hate it. Um, I'm gonna give it a meh. You're generous. I am, because you know there was enough You're a good. Giver. 
I just, I just don't know why he didn't just leave. Yeah, there was too much. It of was him. a wooden shed. It wasn't a. It wasn't a, a, a maximum security prison. It was not good. I did not like it, Sam. Yeah, I am. It was me. I did not like it in his box. I did not like it with a fox. I did not like it here or there. Yeah, it's time. I to did move not on. like it anywhere. Going off the rails again, Jim. Thank you, Doctor Seuss. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Over. Well, this week I want to rage about sequels. Sequels? Yeah, sequels. Or trequels, whatever you want to call it, when they continue to make movies no past the time. Trequel. I don't know. A triquel? A triquel? Quadrophil? Okay, what's a four then? Like, what's. what's What's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 10? Or what is that, 10 quill? Night- What's Night Quill? Is that 9? Nine so many. that's where well, they that's need to make medic. it till it's a 9, till nine it's and then it's a 9, nine quill. No, and then you can fall asleep. There is nothing great about a movie going past 2. Uh, Usually, keeping in mind, there can be a book that was made into 3 movies because they couldn't fit it all into 1, but there... Most times by the time you get to three, and most times by the time you get to two. Right, it's 13 it's kind part of like, seven was Mondo. Yeah, it was better than two and three, but not and better. Four and it's, five. Anyway, the point I'm four, trying to. Four was actually, the first one was the best, then there, then four. But even one wasn't great. I mean, it isn't perspective because it was the first and it kind of introduced you Friday to the 13th. it. I don't know. I, I bought the entire series. Yeah, I got the and started watching. I couldn't get past four. I was like, "Ugh, I hate everything about sequels. I just can't. I want there to be, and maybe this is just a theme of my existence." Did you watch Crispin Glover, the one with Crispin Glover? Yes, I and did. He doing watch, his dance, I do love that. Crispin. Is like the best dance. That, that, ever what was filmed. that one? Was that? I can't even remember. I want to. I want to say three. I think it's four. Okay, but yeah, there's a lot of good in four. The, but that's because Crispin Glover's in it. Like, but that, wow, that Crispin I Glover in anything makes everything too. better. It's just, it's kind of like... I can't argue He's with my that. original creep crush, and I'll never stop loving him. But... You never forget your first. N- never get your first creep crush. But here's the thing, and I've said this enough times, but I'm completely focusing on my buddies Bill and Ted this time. That movie did not need to exist. Why did they make it? Well, just write a better script. Well, even if they... No, they stop 20, doing it. They had like 25 there's, years. There's, so since Bill and Ted existed 20 fucking years ago, we've had how many different movies that our boy Keanu has been in that he could just make another movie with something new in it and still be stupid. It doesn't have to have a, a thing that didn't need to be made. They just need to stop doing sequels just for nostalgia reasons. It's just... There's just no reason for it. There's so many great authors that are not getting their cred or not getting their chance because, oh, we got to bring back another stupid sequel. And part of this came from the fact, and this is going to be taught, we're going to be talking about in the future, is we're going to be talking on our horror event coming up in October. And I had to watch my least favorite horror movie of all time, which I'm not going to talk about it now, but it was a sequel. And I'm just like, this is the reason why I hate sequels. This That movie alone, when you hear us on October 23rd and you find out which my least favorite movie of all time is, 
It's not. Yes, it's two, and you know what I'm. You know what I'm thinking before I say it. So no, don't no, don't I, even say it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at you with John Wick Part Two, John Wick Part Three. What say you, Jim? There's an exception to every rule. Oh. There's an exception to every rule. But that's I consider that John Wick is one movie. It's just spread out over three. It's still all the same that night. That is the it's dumbest one thing night, you've ever It's said. one night later. Well, that's actually not the dumbest thing you've that's ever right. said. That's right. Well, yeah. The dumbest thing. But it is a dumb thing. He's on the run for, through the, all three movies. That's right. He's uh, just going from one moment to the next. He never actually gets to take a breath. So I, that's I right. can see that. It's really the same movie. It's not the same movie. It is. It's just... We couldn't do see all of John Wick as a 12-hour bookend. People couldn't handle that much John Wick at one time. Their, their brains would explode. Their brains would explode instantly. It's like, ah, I've seen too much John Wick. Bow. So that's my rage. Stop making fucking sequels, especially bad sequels, yeah. and start doing original content. I love sequels. Mike, drop. Because <laughs> Host Party 2... Made House Party Lord. 3 look like House Party 4. There you go. Well, you said it was like House Party 1 before. I don't remember. It's still House Party <laughs> crap. House Party is. 2 made House Party 3 look like House Party 1. And that's my rage this week. About sequels too? No, it's not. Not right. enough sequels? That's Are you going to rage about not, not enough House Party? Not enough. We need, we need a House Party 6. No, my rage is, with our current situation, why would we release three semi-major releases at once in Canada, and now we have to what uh, looks like nothing really coming out next week? Yeah, we're going to go see a couple of things, but one of them actually was released a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week yeah. as well. And the other one's just kind of an also-ran. They just shoved it in there. And, yeah. You know. So... This is a time where we should be looking at the schedule and strategically planning release dates. All the studios should be getting together and not stepping on each other's toes for at least the next little while. Last week in Canada, we got Tenet, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and the New Mutants all at once, and this week we get basically nothing. That does nobody any good. Tenet is being released this week in the U.S., which makes more sense as it gave the New Mutants a chance to make some money last weekend without having to compete with Tenet. Also, not only is there nothing next week, but it looks as though it's slim pickings until September 18th, where we get The Kingsman and The Nest, starring Jude Law. Why is The Nest opening on the same day as The Kingsman? Could we not release it a week earlier to next? So that there's, like, you know, no competition? and make a few extra bucks for it? Why not? I don't understand. Let's all work together and spread the release dates out more until we get back to a full schedule. Competition is good, but not right now. Now we just gotta get back to some, uh, until we get to, uh, back to some semblance of order. That's my rage. I just wish that we could uh, look at this schedule, space it better, and not have gaps of nothingness because there's no reason for it. Why are we releasing all? That opening weekend's big for a lot of movies. And sometimes the next week rolls around, it's just not as big. Let's let's do it with no competition right now, just for now, until things get rolling. You know, in all the years that I've listened to you, Rage, this is the first time I've ever said I completely agree with everything you just said. Cool. Like... Like, just right now, it makes no sense. It's now making me rage. In fact, it's making me rage more than sequels. Like, like last weekend, what was that? All I three mean, of them, bang. I know. 
I mean, I have to see three movies in one night was pretty that awesome. Was, that was awesome. But, but we could have just as easily spent more time eating. We could have. <laughs> What do you say, Mur? What do you think? Well, is this I a? Is this a? Do you want to jump on this bandwagon? Well, being as you guys are film guys and not TV guys, and we don't understand the way the world works, uh, TV and movie executives don't give two craps about each other. This is different times, Murray. I explained matter. that in my rage. Yeah, but it. They're still doing it on television. There's no reason to so, but it. Yeah, television is completely different. Everybody's no, stuck in their it's homes. Really it's not. totally the, it's the same. Everybody's stuck in their homes right now, Murray. It's television the, is not hurting. It's the same money. It's the same studio. No, it's different. People have to go to the movies. No, they don't anymore. Everything yeah, is but Tenet wasn't released on video on demand. Neither, Bill and Ted was the only one of those three that, exactly. that were released. Totally different. Yeah, so no, sorry, they, what do you, I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Uh, studios don't give a crap about each other. They, they're trying to put each other out of business. Okay, I see. So that's why they were, like, with the exception of, like, the Avengers movies. Yeah. Like, if, if everybody like, goes summer, out of business, summer that's block, good for nobody. Summer, summer blockbusters, they come out against each other to see. Do they fight yeah, yeah. to see who's going to. Yes. They, they force you to this see. This is not that time, though, Murray. This is not. Oh, my God. What are you saying right now? I you realize what time we're in right now. We're not last year, August. Yes. What I'm saying is movie studio executives don't care about you, Bryce. That is uh, true. They don't, Bryce. No, but that's but this is this is completely different times. I understand your saying. rage, but it's not going to change because... But okay, so here's the big question, Murray, as much as I understand your, what, how you're bringing that logic. Do you agree with his rage? Uh, to some extent, yeah. I mean, I saw four movies last week, too. And, and you were tired by And the I did line. three 12 hour shifts in those three yeah, and a half man, days. You were exhausted. I was completely, I couldn't do three in a row with you guys because I had to spread it out a bit more. Spread out the love. And I went to a drive in too, which we didn't even talk about. But I have a yeah. feeling you're going to talk about it on no, the No, I talked minute. about it last week. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I understand your rage. Just it's not going to change anytime soon. They're no. always going to release huge movies opposite each other to try to get your money. Anyone they can. Yeah. So. In other words, what you're makes, saying is no Tenant is right going to try and steal and the money the from the it, new mutants if they're different no studios. Sense right now. I believe the, the, the phrase is beating your head against the wall. Yeah. Makes no sense right now. Well, I agree anyway. with both of you, but I'm still raging. Ben agrees with you. <laughs> he is. Give it to us, Mur. All right. Well, this is kind of all thrown together. You, as you might expect, it uh, is related to some of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, yeah, I saw Tenant just yesterday, actually, because I couldn't see it the same time as you guys, and I saw it in the afternoon after a long day of doing stuff. Now, I consider myself a fairly smart guy. Uh, I got good grades in school, learned a lot growing up, pretty well versed in how the world works for the most part. Uh, but everything Christopher Nolan puts out just confuses the bleep out of me. <laughs> really does. His latest film, Tenet, was a straight-up mind freak. At least the last 45 minutes of it. And it wasn't the first time I came out of a Nolan film shaking my head with a puzzled look on my face. Tenet now occupies the number three spot on the most confusing films I've ever seen. Of course, the other two are also Nolan films. What? 
I know Bryce is going to super disagree with me on all this, but probably uh, this, is, this is my I've thing. I already am. I know you already are. <laughs> I don't like complicated movies. I like movies that make sense. Uh, number two, uh, most confusing movie, Inception. Now, so good. By all means, it's still a solid movie. But while watching it, I just realized how truly redonkulous the entire plot is. Every inch of it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character literally exists solely to explain what the hell is going on. And even then, it's like laugh-out-loud ludicrous. All that dream-jumping made my head spin, just like that damn top. So good. Without Leo um, acting his ass off, this one could have been a nonsensical disaster. But Leo will be Leo, Nolan is Nolan, and it worked. But I still don't get it. And of course, number one, no big surprise, Memento. Memento? Came oh, out so good. 20 years ago, and I still don't understand it. Oh, Have I you love watched that it movie. recently? Find though? me somebody who's able to explain the plot 20 years after it was released without the help of Google. I dare you. With flashbacks acting as secondary narrative, a deliberately evasive plot that refuses to explain events in any great detail, you just can't look away for a moment. I like, know, I couldn't. Like, there's no doubt that Me Nolan neither. is an amazing filmmaker. His visuals, unique storytelling are second to none. But why does he have to be so damn brilliant? <laughs> Tenet was a really good spy thriller for about the first two-thirds of the movie. Then I got lost. And then it got really good. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. Just like the other two films on this list. Anyway, that's all I got. Cool. I love the fact that you're in love with Christopher Nolan. I love him so much. Because he's just, so smart. I don't like when he confuses me. I love he confusing. So good. Okay. Let's talk the list. We didn't do it. Did we do it last week? We did. Yeah, we, we did. didn't do it the week before. Mm. Were you, anybody got anything? No. I've got stuff. All right. Well, I've got, I've got one obvious one if you don't bring it up, of course. But Is it mesmerized? To, yeah, but you're going to bring it up. So. Oh, I'm not. Go ahead. Hit me. Go ahead. What do you mean? No, give it to us. Obviously, the one mesmerized that we have to add to this list because he's not on it, and I was shocked to see. I actually had to go back and look. Okay. Uh, mesmerized would be Chadwick Boseman. Ah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> he should be on it. He should absolutely be on it. Uh, his portrayal of Jackie Robinson... Uh, Thurgood Marshall. I've never actually seen a guy portray guys in biopics where I bought into it like I buy into him. Um, and James Brown. He was James Brown. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so normally I'm not a big fan of biopics, but these are three of the maybe the best biopics ever made. Um, so, yeah, he is absolutely mesmerizing. Yeah, I, I can't doubt that 100%. Even in Twenty One Bridges, which was not a great movie, I still haven't seen it. It's I okay. want, I wanted to, Prime. I wanted to put him on, I wanted to, to put him on the undoubted list, and then I started looking at all the Marvel mm -hmm. crap, and I'm like, oh jeez. Mm -hmm. Mer, what do you say, Chadwick Boseman, mesmerizing? I don't really think so, but that's just me. A lot of people do like what he did, and yeah, it was really sad that he he passed away. Um, I'm one of the few who didn't like Black Panther. Actually, but didn't you think he did a good raged. job of it, though? Right? But it's not about the movie; to be it's honest, about the actor. He wasn't the best part of the movie. Like, he wasn't the character that I was rooting for. 
in the in the movie. Were you writing for the bad guy? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, I haven't seen the other one, so obviously I can't really say much about that. But I just his on-screen presence, I just never really was like mesmerized by. But maybe that's just in Black Panther. No, and any uh, I've seen bits of the other stuff, but it's just as an actor, I just know they didn't think he was that mesmerizing. But you guys think so? I'm okay with it. All right. Well. Chadwick Boseman's going on the mesmerized list. Yes. And hopefully Murray one day will see maybe 42 or... 42 I would see. Yeah. It's a sports movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You should see 42. You should see 42. Fact, you should watch 42 and then tell me he's not I, mesmerized. I, I, I yeah. believe it's coming back out in the theaters again. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, it should. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, so we got a yes for Chadwick and uh, our hearts can, and prayers go out to his family as they're going through this time. And what a great guy to be doing all he was doing while he was going oh, through yeah. cancer treatments. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I've got a bunch of undoubteds to put forward. Uh, you've got a, bunch. a few. Yeah, I've wow. got one, two, three, four, five actors and one director. You're not doing it all today. No, okay. I'm giving you a choice. What do you want? Do you uh, want the director? Well, there's only one director, so let's go with the actor. Okay, one pick. is one is a female and three are males. No, oh, sorry. Yep. No, yeah, no, two females and two males. Oh my god. Okay, I want the female with the first name that has the lowest letter in the alphabet. The lowest letter in the alphabet. Lowest letter. Sally Hawkins. Really? <laughs> Sally Hawkins is the lowest letter. The other one's above Sally Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because S is pretty late in the alphabet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's the lowest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All Sally right. Hawkins. Okay. Sally Hawkins. Let's, let's hear the movies. 2013. I, I would like to preface this with I am in love with Sally Hawkins. That's good to hear. She is so fan freaking So am I. Mer, are you a fan of Sally Hawkins at the best times? Yeah. Mer's making 2000, faces. 2013, The Blue Jasmine, which to me was a Mondo. Mondo. The Double, which is Mondo. Mondo. Godzilla, the first one in 2014, was, was a Mondo. Mondo. Uh, 2014, I have not seen this. What was it? It is A Brilliant Young Mind. Mondo. Okay. Maudie was a Mondo. Mondo. Shape of Water was a Mondo. Mondo. Godzilla, King of Monsters was a meh. meh. Uh, Eternal Beauty was a Mondo. Mondo. So I don't even have to see A Brilliant Young Mind. Because it's between two yeah. Mondos, and the fact that she could ever make there's no way a you, rage. There's no way you thought it was a man. You'll think it's a man. Perfect. Mur, have you seen? Okay, so is there any on there that so made you rage? I am so you came up Mur. with this, by yeah. the way. I don't know why she was not, a, that I didn't think Mwah. of this. Nicely played, Jim. Thank, Thank you. you. I only saw the one. She was okay. And it didn't make you rage, right? No. Okay. On. Sally Hawkins undoubted. is undoubted. Nice. I am so happy. This is actually the giddiest I've been about the undoubted list. You've just reinvigorated my my passion, passion for, for the people. undoubted. Yeah. Wait, but I mean, we've reinvigorated us from Chrissy. So There you go. Uh, okay, so I've got one mesmerized that I'm going to add. And it is... Yes. Jodie Foster. For mesmerized. For a mesmerized. I have to agree with you. She hasn't done a lot recently. I mean, she's more of a director yeah, now, but. But I'm trying to think. Do I? Have I always? Can I take my eyes off of her when she's Never. on the screen? Never can you. How long ago was Little Darlings? You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even uh, 
even in that uh, Artemis Hotel. Yes, she was, she she was, was so good. In she's that. great. Yeah, it's no, a yes. Mesmerized, yes. Families, we got a great week, people, on the list. A great, great mother flipping list. All right, well, that's going to be it for the list this week. Yeah. All right, then. Oh, that was abrupt. <laughs> I'm tired. Nice. It's been a long day. <laughs> All right, last time on Rage or Dare, the boys had to grab my bag and squeeze out a sweet treat that is Chris Klein. Who? American Pie Dude. And LL Cool J. What? By the way, I can't... Go ahead. Made in I'm really angry. called Rollerball. This was the remake. This week, Bryce will have to suck some sweet goods out of Jim's vegan-friendly bag or take the dare. Let's check in with the boys and see if LL Cool J's mama will knock them out or they'll remember who Chris Klein is. I would just like to preface this is I was told that the guy from American Pie was in this and Eugene Levy was definitely not in this movie. Yeah, we talked about that last week. He's not in this fucking movie. Jason Biggs you was can't, you, you have some block in your mind where uh, you think that we you said I Eugene Levy and we said, said no. Eugene Levy was in this. Go back and listen Never. to our podcast. You kept saying, you mean Eugene Levy's in this? And we I kept know. saying, no, I was so he's looking not forward in to it. Eugene Levy. I love the fact that you saw this thinking Eugene Levy when we said three times last week that he's not in it. At no point is he in it. No, he's not. Chris so Klein's in it. So why did you tell me he was? We didn't. We didn't. Go back and listen to our podcast from last week. I'm just very It was dis- clearly very, very clear that Murray said Chris Klein. Very now, di- very what did you think of this fabulous little number? <sighs> wow. That's it. <laughs> just, it's Mondo. Just wow. <laughs> uh, ridiculous remake of a ridiculous original concept with ridiculous casting and ridiculous and ridiculous dialogue and ridiculous plot with a ridiculous ending. There is a 10 minute sequence in which the entire scene is shot as if you're looking through night vision goggles. It is 10 minutes of grainy green and is an unfocused mess. I have no idea why we get this scene because no one seems to be actually wearing night vision goggles. The end of this movie has a confusing and improbable series of action sequences that defy the laws of physics and human strength. During the final act, we get someone breaking the stock off of a shotgun right through the wood, to which I say bullcrap. That can't happen. This could never happen. Nobody is that strong. Laws of physics, baby. And finally, the rollerball announcer actually says, what is going on here? To which I say exactly. This was a hard rage. (laughs) Well, let me talk a little bit about this lovely movie. Best editing ever done. Chris Klein's stunt double going downhill wiped out every single jump, but they edited it almost perfect every time. Why is Chris Klein and LL Cool J not the biggest thing right now? They had such great chemistry. And LL is so cool, Jay. And why is Rollerball not a thing? I want season tickets to the Calgary Ballers, as I'd like to call them. Well, that's what I would call them if they were my team. But first, I just want to chant, John Nutton, John Nutton, John Nutton. Chanting is fun. Chanting is fun. I like chanting things. Why do the women wear full face masks and the men, or sorry, the two main actors wear no face masks? Oh, right. So we know which one is Chris and LL. I know. (laughs) 
I know I could not believe the suspense that this very complex game causes all the skating and jumping and throwing. It's hard to follow. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Favorite line, a fox in the box, a fox in the box. They put that fox in the box. FYI, the soundtrack, I think, was also the same as Here Comes the Boom. Solid gold. <laughs> and now it's time to talk about Jean Reno. He's awesome. Also super cool. And he's in this movie. He's also French. You know, he's in Leon the Professional. Yes. That is an amazing movie. It is so good. Now back to what I was gleaming about. Oh, yeah. Change of pace. I can't talk in this sarcastic voice any longer. I need to release the full force of my rage unless we can talk about Jean Reno for a little bit longer. No. Rage This on. movie was... I can't even say it. One note, and I'm being generous here, quite simply the most annoying sports film ever created. Granted, all sports movies are gross, but the sports cliches, script, acting, editing, filming, direction, FX, stunts, premise, lighting, concept, LL Cool J, Chris Klein, and every single thing that was in it, part of it, or about this movie, was a sadistic, rage-filled, murderball, streaming pile of awful shitball, rage-filled, rollerball, sequel, sadistic, rage-filled, 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 rage, 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 pile of sadistic rage times 10 to the power of 10 times pi. Oh, wait, one more thing that must, must always is the awful sound effects. And I'd like to just... If you can just put up this sound effect, this came at Bryce's 10-minute sequence. They came up with this sound. What was that? I don't know, but then they did it again. That was the sound of the spaceship that was chasing them. But John Reno is cool, but not in this movie. No. One word left in my broken soul, rage, sadism. One good thing positive about this movie was Rob Zombie and Slipknot songs were in it. Yeah, Though they were nice. both so bad. Yeah. In fact, Slipknot even performed live. So props to the Outside the nine, my brethren. There you go. This was a sadistic rage. It was bad. You're welcome. That <laughs> was terrible. All right, Brash, you want to pick from my juicy, succulent, vegan-friendly bag? I'm always, or do you want to take a dare? I'm always scared of what you're going to come up with in that, that brain of yours, so I think I'm just going to go with the, with the bag. Get your hands dirty. Okay, I am going to, I'm not going to pluck the obvious one that's on top. It looks like a plant. It was a plant. So I'm going to... It was Xanadu 2. I'm going to something from the I bottom wish. here. Ah, there we go. All right, Bryce will be seeing... <laughs> Good one. Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Madonna. Movie. Oh, snap. Possibly the worst movie ever made. Oh, I guess we'll hear that. about it next week. Dick Tracy. Yeah. That's Warren Beatty, right? Yeah, Beatty it should be great. Yeah, Warren Beatty makes good and movies. And Madonna. He was in Bonnie Ma and Clyde. Madonna's and made some great even, movies. Even Bullworth. I, I love Bullworth. I believe Pacino's in it, too. 
Yeah. And Madonna's in it. And that annoying yeah. kid. She's never from, made a bad movie. That annoying oh, kid from Hook. She's made bad movies. No, I don't think so. It should be visually stunning. I remember it being kind of pretty to look at. Well, well, I guess we'll find out how pretty it is next it's, week. It's a cartoon. Cool. I am uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Yeah, right well, then. you enjoy it. You do I that. might. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for Statistic Vision and Photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for our listeners. So please comment often, and please, please make us rage. That's it for this week. Ray John. Ray John.